6 o'clock. You're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm and .sf. It's time for the happy hour. The happiest hour of two hours of comedy ever in the history of comedy on the radio. That is Mutiny Radio SF. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be here all night. I'm excited. We have a small list tonight, so we're going to give some very special people some extra time, which makes me very happy because they have important shows that they're going to go do, and I'm just like, it's very cool. So, thanks for being here. We have a new guy who, like, brought a fucking audience. Clap your hands together for Dylan right now just because he brought an audience. God bless you, son. I didn't mean that in that bomb way. Your first comedian. I'm so excited that he's here all the way from Vermont with us for the summer. And uh, you get to see him this Saturday. That's tomorrow at 2 o'clock on Atlas Cafe's patio. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. What's up, y'all? First, I got to say, Pam, don't worry. None of these jokes you hear right now I intend on doing on that stage. <laughs> this is all <laughs> random new crap. But anyways, um... I grew up here in San Francisco, and a lot of people here can be described as socially liberal and fiscally conservative. They raise the rents, they gentrify, and build the picket fence. But the few black people that are left in the city, they do treat like a prince. It's nice. Um, And growing up, there was one bar that was notorious for letting in all the underage kids and letting every underage kid drink. They didn't check IDs at all. Like, this place had the same ID checking policy as New York City cops. Like, if your skin color matched the picture, fuck it. Good enough for them. (laughs) Yeah. It was funny, because it would lead to some funny scenarios. Like, my friend Marcus would be using his dad's fake ID, or his dad's ID that said he's 55 years old, and his girlfriend would be using her fake ID that says she's 21 years old, (laughs) which leads to, like, a 34-year age difference, which is funny in the moment. Even funnier, like five years later, when that same scenario and age difference is what led to his parents' divorce. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love that place, though, because it was just like rows and rows of drunk underage kids just drinking beers and like one middle-aged couple just pissed that they chose the wrong place for date night. And it was funny because nowhere else would you find as many drunk underage kids and like one middle-aged guy other than... You guys were like pausing, thinking I was going to say some fuck shit right there. All right, never mind. <laughs> um, I go to college out in Vermont, and every time I walk to basketball practice, there's a photo of this very attractive young woman on the walls. And I always walk by, and I always find myself catching feelings for her. But I have to remind myself that she and I would never 69, because this photo is from the class of 1969. <laughs> Every time I'm like thinking about fantasies and stuff, I'm like, oh, all the things I wish I could do. I'd imagine ourselves laying together in our underwear, and I have to be like, nope, adult diapers, <laughs> not underwear. And it was funny. I like wanted, I tried so hard. I wanted to find out all the information I could about this girl because she was so beautiful. I looked up Facebook. No Facebook. She's too old for that. I even looked up Instagram. Not on Instagram. The only place I could find her profile, the local obituary. Um, You guys have heard some of my sets before, and you guys know that I'm super into tall girls. I talk about being into tall girls, and I don't know. I feel like dating me is like a roller coaster. Not because I'm mental. Dating me is like a roller coaster. Not because I'm, like, manipulative or anything. Just because you got to be, like, this tall to ride. Uh, 
What else? I think that's all I wanted to try out here. Did I have anything else? All right, there's one more. I'm forgetting what it is, though. All right. Oh, here's this one I liked. Um, skydiving. At some point, the thing that always keeps me away from going skydiving is that I feel like skydiving instructors always have to give their first skydiving lesson ever. There's always your first lesson where you're giving your first skydiving lesson. And I don't, tell you, I, I don't know if they'll tell you this before you go or after you go. I feel like they'll tell you this after. Like afterwards, they're like, just to let you know, that was my first time. And you're like, I can tell. We're laying in a puddle of blood. <laughs> and nobody ever gives like a negative thing. Nobody ever says any bad things about skydiving. Everybody always says positives. They're like, skydiving was awesome. You know why? Because everyone who had a bad time skydiving is dead. All right, thank you. Charlie Moore, everyone, hooray! We get him all summer. Come to Atlas tomorrow and see him do jokes. Hey, your next comedian, we're gonna give him seven minutes and I'm so excited. He has a really big show tonight at a really big venue later and I'm a little bit jealous, but uh, <laughs> he's gonna be amazing. Put your hands together right now for Dan Lewis, yay! Thank you so much. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. How you guys doing? How are we doing? I shouldn't say that, right? I shouldn't say welcome to Mutiny Radio later on today. It's probably not going to make sense. I'm already off on a bad streak. What's up, guys? Cool. Just trying to get settled in. What's up? Not much. You guys like beer? Yeah. You ever drink non-alcoholic beer? It's not the most popular product, huh? I actually tried it recently myself because I was like, maybe I got a problem. So I like tried some non-alcoholic beer. Didn't help the problem at all, though. Uh, still wanted to fuck ugly people. <laughs> so it's always good. I'm no one to talk. You guys ever heard of phantom limb syndrome by any chance? You lose the leg and you feel pain like where the leg used to be? I got something similar, actually. I got phantom hair. It's true. Some mornings I wake up, I can tell right away. I'm like, this... This would have been a bad hair day today. I can tell. I don't know. I'm getting older. Because uh, I'm not aging well lately because I'm uh, from poor white trash. We age worse than everybody. We age worse than every group. You guys have heard the phrase, black don't crack before? Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Cracker cracks. Not that fantastic. One thing I noticed was, uh, like, in the morning, I, I really look like shit in the morning. I'm starting to really sag in the morning. And I bought one of those new phones that has, like, the face ID on it. I upgraded my phone. It does the face ID thing. Set the face ID, and then the next morning, it didn't recognize me first thing in the morning. It was like, nope, sorry, we're going to need the code. So I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just redo it, the face ID, first thing in the morning. I'll just reset it, and that way it'll know that face. And that worked fine. But then, like, later on in the day... Uh, I just had, got out of the shower and I walked by my phone and my ball sack unlocked the phone. I thought that was pretty rough. <laughs> I don't know about that stuff. Skip the stranger joke. Let's skip that one. You guys like online dating? You like the apps? I like the apps myself. They're pretty good. It's all guys here, so of course we like the apps. People complain about them, though. I don't really understand what they're complaining about. They're way more efficient than it used to be. None of these people remember what it was like before the internet. Just you have to walk up to a woman and just start talking to her. That was, like, way worse. Anybody complaining about Tinder never had someone physically swipe left on them in person? 
like, with a giant motorcycle going by. Have I talked about how much I hate motorcycles before? I think I talked about this on the street in Valencia the other day. Just hate motorcycles. If you did anything else like that, if you did anything that loud as you run down the street, they would just arrest you. But for some reason with a motorcycle, it's okay. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. That's not that's not what I wanted to talk about, but I just, I don't know. I just it just got my attention. Were you the mo were you on the motorcycle? No, you weren't on the motorcycle. Were you on the motorcycle? Oh, okay. Who's on the motorcycle? Is he coming in? Do we have a Hell's Angel? I just want him to come in here. I want to talk to him about this. I'm sorry, I'm wasting my time. That's okay. It's, I, I like, I like you know, keeping it loose. Anyway, I'm on the apps. I noticed, I noticed something I'm learning as I get older, too, on the apps. You guys know what a sapiosexual is? Have you seen that? Some of these women's profiles are like, I'm a sapiosexual. What this means is, uh, apparently, that they're attracted to intelligence and not looks, you know, like the rest of us shallow pieces of shit are. But give me a break. Everybody's attracted to intelligence, okay? But there's obviously a limit to it. Don't tell me you're going home to YouTube and pumping off the old Stephen Hawking interviews. There's no way. People don't want to say they met on Tinder, you know? Like I, like they, they feel like it sounds bad to say you met on Tinder because it's a, like kind of a hookup app, but I've had girlfriends from I met on Tinder before. And they're always like, my last girlfriend was like, let's not say we met on Tinder. Let's say we met through friends. I'm like, all right, but do we have to go through this process before every new form of dating is accepted, you know? Like 300 years ago, the women say, let's not say we met through friends. I don't like the way that sounds. Let's say my family traded me for a goat. <laughs> I feel like that's a, a better thing. Got the motorcycle. You, you, you're on the motorcycle, right? Is it, it's super loud, the motorcycle. That's, that's intentional, right? It's a safety thing. I guess that makes sense, yeah. All right, I stand corrected, everybody. <laughs> I was saying how motorcycles are too loud, but now I realize that maybe they're not loud enough. There's too many of these silent motorcycles going around. Silent but deadly, that's what I call them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're doing that with the Tesla. They say they gotta make it louder for people who are uh, blind so they know that a fucking car is coming, right? Because normally they can hear a car, but with the Tesla they can't hear it, so they gotta actually add noise to the Tesla for this reason. That's crazy, man. I'm just saying. When they make the Tesla invisible, we're going to have serious problems. All right. Anyway, one more thing. I'm sorry, Pam. I just wanted to do this joke. I, I, I'm happy to you. Uh, I love doing comedy. I do comedy all kinds of different places here at Mutiny Radio. I did comedy recently at a board game shop where they sell, like, cards and board games, you know? And there was one very interesting board game there. It was the board game version of the game Doom. Now, if you're not familiar, Doom is like a video game. It's like it's really graphic, violent, intense video game. How pissed off are you if you're 13, you go to your friend's house, he's like, hey, you want to play Doom? You know, or you blow a giant demon's head off with a huge shotgun? Brains go everywhere? I got the board game version. You know, in case you're uh, Amish. I don't know. I'd be like going to a college party being like, yo, guess who brought shrooms? The board game. <laughs> yeah, you don't do shrooms, but tell you what, you roll a seven, we're fucking peaking, man. Anyway, in closing, uh, what do you guys think of rock-hard cock plunging into a tight, wet pussy? 
you know, the board game. <laughs> it's a, uh, age is nine and up, you guys. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pam. Dan Lewis, everyone. Keeping it loose. Lewis is keeping it loose. Very nice. Yay. Good luck, Dan, at all of your many, many shows tonight. I'm sure that you will kill it and um, for the rest of your weekend and everything. Um, your next comedian, I'm super excited. You're going to be able to see him at Neck of the Woods on Saturday, June 18th at 7 and 9 o'clock shows. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. I thought for sure there was about to be a brawl when Dan was like, ah, that motorcycle guy, and then you came in. I was like, oh, shit, another brawl at Muni Radio. Uh, all right, real quick before we get started, for any of you who drive, is it more annoying for you when the people around you are driving below the speed limit or over the speed limit? Below? Right, like, every time people around me are driving below the speed limit, I get, like, really fucking frustrated. Do you think that's why cops are always in a bad mood? Like, if I had a job where I was driving around all day and anytime somebody saw my car, they immediately went two miles per hour below the speed limit, I, I mean, I don't know if it would cause me to commit hate crimes, but, like, I'd be frustrated. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a great driver. I'm, a, I'm actually a perfect driver. You guys all suck. I'm really good, though. Uh, no matter what the speed limit is, I go the exact speed limit. 65 on the highway, 35 in business, 25 when kids are present. I'd prefer to slow down when the kids are present, but the law clearly says, you know, you gotta roll through the bumps. <laughs> I, I, hate, I, hate, I hate kids so much. I was, talking, I was talking to my buddy, Matt Gates about it, and I'm like, dude, I, I hate fucking kids! And he's like, I don't know, I kinda like it. <laughs> fucking stupid as hell. I hated, I, hated, I hated school a lot, mostly because I feel like 90% of the time, they just taught us about triangles and how to calculate triangles, and that's like all we learned. I don't know, I you would think that like real life had more to do with triangles. I've never been in a job interview, and they're like, you're perfectly qualified, but real quick, what's A squared plus B squared? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, uh, I thought it was gonna be useful once uh, when I was getting my new apartment. The guy was like, all right, you got it, I just need you to sign and get a cosigner. I was like, oh, sign? Cosine, I know what to do. Sorry, that's 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 kind of stupid. Sorry to go off on a tangent there. Oh, come on, no tangent joke, love. Come on. Um, I don't know. I I hated school. Uh, also, the things they taught us were wrong. Like, I had a teacher who always taught me that uh, you didn't need alcohol to have fun. But like, that's also the same teacher who was like, you don't need a calculator to do algebra. I mean, maybe not, but, like, why make life more difficult? Uh, what else did they teach us? Uh, they taught us a lot about the... I had a teacher t uh, teach us a lot about the triangle trade. Fucking triangles, dude. Uh, they taught us about the triangle trade, and he's like, all right, the triangle trade is when the Americans would bring cotton and tobacco over to the British, and the British would go down to Africa to enslave the African Americans. That's not what they were yet. Kind of a fuck... Like going up to a bunch of Jews in the 1920s and be like, oh, look, a bunch of Holocaust survivors. It's fucked up. Um, I don't know. The, the other thing they taught us a lot about was uh, plagiarism. They always, uh, that's most of what I learned. Do you, remember lear do you remember learning about plagiarism for the first time when they gave you this syllabus that said uh, plagiarism is using somebody else's work as your own and is just as bad as cheating? 
and then every other teacher for the rest of the day would give you a syllabus that said the exact same thing. Yeah, fucking stupid. Um, I've never, I've never cheated on my girlfriend, which is probably good to say. Uh, I don't understand how people could cheat. You know, like how, how could you find it within yourself to do something so horrible to somebody you love? How, how could you do that? Guys, I'm looking for tips. Somebody, please help. No, I, uh, I, my, my girlfriend. I think, uh, I think she's cheating on me. I saw this. Uh, this guy's been calling her a lot. Uh, it's always the same guy, like 10, 15 times a day, and every time she gets called around me, she gets super nervous and hangs up immediately. I know his name, I just don't know where to find him. Do any of you guys know uh, Scam Likely? I'm gonna kick his ass. All right, thanks for your time, everybody. Yay, Josh Kotsky, yay. All right, this is, I'm having a lot of fun. These are like some of my favorite comedians in the Bay right now. Uh, your next comedian, just what a lovely and funny young man he is. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you, everybody. How's, how are we doing? What's going on? Mount Rushmore frat bros, how are we? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to kill. I was sitting in that chair over there. I'm like, oh, it's going to crack them open. Didn't work. It's okay. Let's move on. I'm funny. Um... You guys are sports fans? You guys follow sports? Sports fans? Yeah. Uh, you, you know about Deshaun Watson? You know about this guy? If you don't know about it, Deshaun Watson, he's this NFL player, and he was um, he couldn't play last season because he had 22 counts of sexual misconduct. Right. That's a big number. Huge number. That's Will Chamberlain-type numbers. Um, uh, bad kind. Um, that's really big, and, and, he, and he was eventually he was innocent of all charges. Innocent of all charges, but... That's not really true, right? We all know that he did it, but they're just going to say that he got off. I had a point there. <laughs> I, I think 22 is uh, its too big of a number to deny. You know you know what they say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 22 times, you're a felon. I think that's the, that's the line of logic, I think. 22, that's so many. That's so fucking many. I was at my fucking nephew's baseball, t-ball baseball game, and the score was 15 to 2, and they called it. Because when it gets to a certain number... You just know the result. You know what I'm saying? But he's innocent, right? He's innocent. But let's live in a world where he is innocent. We don't live in that world, but let's live in it. Let's live in a world where he's innocent. I just can't imagine like being friends with him after that. Even if he's innocent, like you couldn't trust anything he says. Like you wouldn't let that guy babysit your daughter, you know? Like 22 cat, that's so fucking I I couldn't trust imagine like if you were like roommates with Deshaun Watson. He's fucking makes millions of dollars. He's a roommate now. Your roommates with Deshaun Watson, you come, you have a, a roommate meeting. You're like, hey, who ate all my yo play? Uh, I have a feeling it was you, Deshaun. I have a sneaking suspicion. That was funnier in my head. Let's move on. I uh, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, science. We're so we're, uh, we've moved into a, the a world where we have to appreciate science, and I do appreciate science for the most part. Are you okay, Jason? You're bewildered. Uh, science. Uh, I, we're supposed to believe science. A lot of science sometimes pisses me off because I always contrast what we can do versus what we can't do in science. It's just like we don't know the color of dinosaurs. That shit pisses me off. Like you can't run some test to like find that information out. I don't. I know. Another thing that fucking pisses me off. Weather. Weather. Has the weather app ever been correct? Uh, have you Have you ever been like, oh, that's. Cr I've been walking outside. It's been raining. 
and it's like slightly overcast. I don't know. Maybe we could funnel some money from the cancer research into the weather department, you know? That's not even supposed to be like an edgy take. Like we give those people so much money. I think we got to throw in the towel on that one. I don't think they're going to solve it anytime soon. Do you have cancer, sir? Or alopecia? Um, <laughs> he's going to beat my ass on the motorcycle. How much time am I doing, Pam? 15? I feel like I've been up here. No, I was going to give you an extra minute. Too so long. You okay. Two, you, have, you have two minutes left. Ah, stand-up is so fun, guys. This is fun. I'm having fun. I just had a... My, my great aunt just got scammed. She's got, she, she, she just got, got scammed by one of those... Uh, she got the Nigerian email scam. She fell for it. She fell for the Nigerian email scam. I was so fucking pissed off when I, I it, it's it just makes me so fucking upset because this bitch has been sending me ten dollar checks in the mail my entire life and I could have got fifteen hundred dollars. I don't like that. If my name could have been Mokolo Mokobembe, I could have got more money. God damn it! It's okay. God bless her soul. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, you're never gonna see me again. Bye bye. Ian Langlands, everyone. I tried to give him an extra minute, and he's so kind and generous, he didn't even take it. He just did his four. Um, Brady Pearson isn't here yet, and neither is Ray Khan, so I'm just going down the list. And next up is Jason King, everybody. Jason King, yay! And I'm giving yeah. you extra time, because we have a really short list tonight. That's okay. I don't have that many jokes to go through. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Make some noise. Yeah, that's what I like. I like noise. Let's do noise. I uh, let's see. I I've been going to a lot of weddings recently. A lot of weddings. I don't know if you know this, but uh, at a wedding, um, my favorite part of wedding is the speak now or forever hold your peace portion of a wedding, because it's the only time in a special event where they make a special provision where anyone can ruin the event. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like you never you never see that at a baby shower. Right. It's like, hey, everybody, we're about to open these gifts. But before we do it, does anybody want to body slam this baby? <laughs> Never see it at a birthday. It's like, OK, we're going to blow out these candles. But does anybody want to slap this kid? <laughs> yeah, cool. I um, see. I did a show recently and I was hanging out with these guys from England. And I recently learned that as part of UK slang, they use the term wet to describe anything that's lackluster or inadequate. Yeah. So now I really wonder what their opinions are of Cardi B's pussy. <laughs> right? They're just in England watching the WAP video. They're like, this woman is very proud of her horrid vagina. <laughs> Not only is it wet, it's also ass. <laughs> I think <laughs> like some artists have to like change their music, like uh, like have to change lyrics for places where they don't speak the language, but Cardi B has to change the song in the UK so that it's uh, moist, <laughs> bloody pussy. <laughs> right, girls will be in the club just twerking, you know, they can't, they're not dancing well, but they're like, you want some of this moist, bloody pussy? <laughs> Very stupid. I I feel like I wonder if like all like encounter like sexual encounters between like English guy. Sorry, you missed this. English people use the term wet to describe things that are inadequate. So I, I just feel like all sexual encounters between like English men and like American women are probably really, really weird, right? Right? They're in bed and the woman's like, "Oh, my pussy's so wet." <laughs> and English guys like, 
Well, I'm no longer hard. <laughs> All right, cool. I uh, let's see what else happened today. I um, I was working out in the gym and I was using these like bands, and at one point one of the bands popped, and I like slapped the shit out of like this like lady behind me. Um, don't laugh at that. <laughs> but I, I slapped the shit out of this lady. And um, I'm freaking out because she's white. And I was like, she's going to scream. There's going to be police. It's going to be bad, right? And so I turned to her to apologize. And she's furious, right? She's furious. And all of a sudden, she goes. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> Usually, I wouldn't wish disabilities on anyone. But it is so great that you can't talk right now. <laughs> Ideally, you couldn't feel, but this is good too. <laughs> okay, those are all the new ones. Um, I wrote those to you today. Let's see what else do I want to. What else do I want to practice? Um, what, what do you want to hear about? What do you What do you guys want? What do you want to hear about? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Anybody want to hear about something? Give me a, Give me a topic. Give me a topic. Celebrity overexposure? Mm. Celebrity over, that's a long term, dude. <laughs> it's also an interesting topic. <laughs> of all the things, like I wanna hear about how their penises are outside. <laughs> Let's see, celebrity overexposure. Have there been any examples? Oh, like, That's pretty interesting. I like I like your under the the use of the word overexposure. <laughs> well, here's one. Here's one. I'll give you one. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is an overexposed celebrity. I was I was recently at a Walgreens. I saw Shaquille O'Neal Plan B. <laughs> I was like, you should not be. <laughs> this is not your this is not your product, my guy. <laughs> I actually, I actually did the math on Shaquille O'Neal recently. I, I did the math to figure out how big Shaquille O'Neal's balls are. Okay, Shaquille O'Neal's balls are the size of softballs. All right, with Shaquille O'Neal, all right, it's not spit or swallow; it's puke or chug. I guys, my time. Peace out. Jason King, everyone. That was lovely. Bye, Josh Kotsky. All right. Bye, Charlie. We still have a real community, a real audience of actual people, which is incredibly exciting. And uh, to bring, and we're going to bring up your next comedian, Emily. It's you. Everybody, put your hands together for Emily Tao.
No quería enamorarme y me fui de fiesta con mis amigos. No pensé que no quería enamorarme y me fui de fiesta con mis amigos. No pensé en que encontrarte era mi destino. Yo te di el corazón. Acercarte, por favor. Vos tenés esa parita, no tienes la razón. Si te está gozando mucho, te pido perdón. Si después de un baño no todos vamos los dos. Porque tú, porque tú tienes esa cara bonita. awkward finish <laughs> it's it's odd singing I've been singing this song for years it's odd singing it live in front of people I actually haven't done it that much since I was a child and so it's interesting how I like forget the words and you know all of a sudden get out of breath because there's so many people I don't know here uh, <laughs> so thank you thank you all um, it's interesting I, I wanted to comment on um, on uh, Jason's uh, uh, you know uh, topic about about you know uh, well you were talking about English you know irregularities with language. I mean, my, I was married in my 20s to a, per I am Peruvian, and I was married in my 20s to a Peruvian man who, you know, and all, everyone, he was very rich, and he, and he, um, and in, if you know anything about South America, there's no middle class, um, so that's, uh, you know, obviously born into, um, and, um, and um, he, they all went to, you know, they all spoke four languages because they go to British boarding school, you know, and then, the, but, you know, accents are all fake is the point, you know, like people would be like, where are you from? Why don't you say, you know, you look Latino. Why don't you sound like Sofia Vergara? And they're like, yeah, that's, it's all fake. <laughs> she fakes her accent very well. She's a very wealthy Colombian. And trust me, she had to do it because she was escaping some pretty heavy shit while she was out there. <laughs> but anyway, like accents are all fake. <laughs> and, you know, people are like, Emily, but you're from Idaho and you, <laughs> you sound weird. I'm like, have you ever been to Idaho? Don't go to Idaho because you wouldn't understand Idaho. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you all. Emily Tao, everyone. That was a surprise. You never know what's going to happen at Mutiny Radio. That's exciting stuff. Uh, all right, I think uh, your next comedian will be... Um, we're, we're waiting for a couple people, but they're not here, and that's fine. Uh, and I'll just go up after your next comedian who brought the whole audience. Um, put your hands together, everybody, for Dylan McDaniel. Dylan <laughs> McDaniel. 
Hello, how y'all doing tonight? I'm uh, I'm actually a couple hours. I'm from a couple hours north of here, actually. Um, I love San Francisco, though. You guys got a great history on me. You guys got the Grateful Dead. You know, you guys got Robin Williams. You guys got Pot Brownie Mary. You know what I mean? Great history to the city. I didn't realize how much you guys love camping, though. You guys love camping so much. You guys got people just camping on the sidewalk out here, dude. You know what I mean? Taking a shit in the bushes, just like camping style. They don't even dig holes, though. I'm 24 years old, you know what I mean? That's a year you got to take life by the balls, you know what I mean? You got to have the Mamba mentality for Kobe, you know? Only shitty part is I can't fly in a helicopter for another eight months, you know? Now one landed just as well as the man himself did. Now, I got a little bit of a sweet tooth, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's my cocaine. I'll be digging through the rug just for some chocolate chips, you know? My buddy actually told me the other night, he said, dude, he was like, if I had a plate of cocaine in front of you and a pack of donuts, he was like, you're going to touch the donuts first. And I said, you're absolutely right. I'm going to powder the second one with a little bit of cocaine, you know? I love a good powdered donut. Now, having a sweet tooth is cool, except there's a little bit of a problem, you know what I mean? You'll be eating a little thing at Sour Patch Kids. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. Go throw away the pack. Reread the pack. It says 2,000 milligrams of THC on it. Next thing you know, you got to call out to work. You know what I mean? It's a Tuesday afternoon. You can't just be doing this shit, you know? You feel me. I know you do. So you call them up, you know what I mean? You're like, hey, I can't come in today. They go, what's the issue? You say, well, there's goblins in my apartment, and they're not leaving. And they go, goblins? And you're like, yeah, dude. You're like, they, they're smoking cigarettes in here. They, I keep on telling them we're going to get in a lot of trouble, dude. This is a no-smoking building right here. Tobacco-free zone. And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, are you going to make it in? You're like, I don't think so. I think uh, these guys kind of prove a good point. And they're like, what's that? And you're like, we need to annex Oklahoma, and then we need to immediately invade it to get these fuel prices below $4 again. Now, half my family just moved recently. They just all went down to Texas. You know what I mean? Texas is a little squirrely. You know what I mean? They keep on calling me. They're telling me, hey, come on down to Texas. You'll love it. It's wild out here. You can basically do whatever you want. My problem is, though, is weed and abortion are outlawed down there. Two of my favorite recreational activities will land your ass in jail. But it's cool, you know what I mean? Other states said, hey, we'll, we'll step up for you guys. You know what I mean? You need an abortion, you can order it through us. Just add it to your cart, click checkout. We guarantee you no delivery. Now, my time's been aborted, guys. You guys have a good time. No? Oh, well, never mind. Oh, well, never mind, never mind. That was not my time, guys. Miracle baby here. Miracle set. Now, gosh, well, here we go, huh? I wrote you guys an original poem tonight. I hope it goes over well. I just wrote it this morning. Sitting in the grass, I lean over to eat your ass. It's just another afternoon under the overpass. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was just at the 7-Eleven last night, you know what I mean? And I was a little bit alarmed. I was a little bit alarmed. I saw baskets inside the 7-Eleven. If you need a basket at the 7-Eleven, your ass better be paying child support. That's all I got to say. You know what I mean? If you need any more than three items at the 7-Eleven, you got problems going on. You got financial woes happening. And I should have known it was going to be an interesting time at the 7-Eleven, but I said, hey, fuck it, dude. I need my baked hot Cheetos and Papa needs a Gatorade. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm waiting in line, and all of a sudden, a guy comes in. He's definitely blind. You could tell because, A, he had a stick. Also, by what he was wearing, you could tell he does not see very well. 
And he comes in, you know, he comes right up to the clerk and he says, hey, man, can you get me a Coca-Cola? And the clerk says, yeah, man, absolutely. I'll be right back. Now, this drunk guy just totally misses the entire situation here. And he just starts going, you think you're fucking better than he is, huh? You think you're fucking better than he is? You can't even go get your own Coca-Cola? And I just go, hey, man, I think the dude's a little, has a little issue seeing, dude. And I point at the can. He goes, oh, I know. I was like, you, you know that this guy's blind? And he says, yeah. I was like, then what the fuck's the issue here, dude? And he goes, if Stevie Wonder can write hit songs and perform on a goddamn piano, what the hell is this guy excuse for not getting a Coca-Cola at a 7-Eleven? The more I sit on that one, I kind of go, you know, dude, I think when you're right, you're right. This guy's kind of got a decent point here. Not saying he's always right. He might be right. We talked about the blind. Let's talk about the deaf a little bit, you know? I like subtitles on my TV shows because I get way too baked and I can't hear what the fuck they're trying to tell me at all. But there's something interesting. Whenever music comes on, they'll tell you, A, the artist, B, what song is playing. As if a deaf person is going to come up to you after the movie and they're like, dude, I hope that music sounded really good because the lyrics to that song were absolute bullshit, dude. He was like, that's the worst lyrics I've ever read in my whole life, dude. And he's just signing it to you the whole time. You're like, like absolute ass is what that translates to right there for you guys. You know, I'm a big guy. It looks like I'm a very big guy. You think, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this guy is who I need in my corner when trouble arises. Here's the thing. I'm like any other dude. I don't want to fucking fight anybody. You know what I mean? That's the last thing I want to do. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. People look at you anytime you're above six foot and about over 210 pounds. People are like, oh, you like to fight, don't you? You're like, No, I don't. I just want to smoke some weed and hang out, dude. You know what I mean? Why do we got to fight all of a sudden? They're like, come on, dude. They're like, just, just scrap it out a little bit. You're like, no, dude. Biggest example of this is I have an, I have an aunt that uh, she's really into collecting crystals. The only problem is she can't hold on to them for too long. She likes to smoke them as well. You know what I mean? And she likes to come out to the house. You know what I mean? And she likes to bang on our doors. You know what I mean? Let us know she's around in the neighborhood. Do some screaming. Do some banging on the windows, you know? The other night I hear boom, 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 boom. I freak out. I don't even look out the window. I just crawl down immediately and I'm army crawling through the kitchen. I get the baseball bat and I just immediately start calling the cops. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I need these guys here immediately. All of a sudden I start hearing boom, boom. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm thinking it's my aunt. I'm like, dude, this is going to be some real awkward Thanksgivings when I got to look at my cousin back. Like, hey, sorry I had to swing on your mom that time, dude. And then all of a sudden I hear dill, dill. And I'm like, oh shit, she doesn't normally call me that. And then I open up the blinds and there it is. My best friend standing there looking me in the face. And I'm on the phone with the cops. I'm like, hey, we're on our way. And I was like, you know what? You guys, you guys don't have to send them. You don't have to send them. And in that moment, I was like, dude, I heard about white privilege. I was like, dude, this is our chance. We get to use the card. Let's throw the card out. I'm like, we're going to tell them you don't have to come. I'm like, Dylan McDaniel, you do not have to come out to my house. We're perfectly fine. They said, we're coming out. And I was like, it's a, it was a prank. I think I was pranked by my friend here. I was like, I'm looking him right in the face. They're like, well, we'll see what legal actions we have to take with this one. They came out, and luckily, they just looked, and they're like, they immediately saw me, saw my friend who's about five foot six, and started just laughing hysterically. He's like, dude, I think the embarrassment of how much of a pussy you are in this moment is punishment enough. I'm just going to let you guys go tonight. Thank you, guys. It's been my time. Have a good night. Dylan McDaniel, all the way from Napa, yeah!
You did eight minutes. That was great. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Ray Khan. Hey, guys. What's up? Happy Friday. What's happening? Things are good? Yeah? Yeah. Give it up for yourselves. We're coming out tonight. Uh, listen, um... All right, real applause. That's fantastic. Well, I didn't expect that. That's cool. You guys are in the self-love. That's nice. Uh, listen, a little bit of myself. Uh, I come from a very educated family. My family is very smart. My, uh, my dad's got a PhD in, in entomology. He's a smarty pants. My mom's got two, PhD, two uh, master's degrees, both in education. So if you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hanging out with you guys on a Friday night. It's cool. It's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I got a particular look to myself. I might, you know, a lot of people look at me and they say you're a little bit ethnically ambiguous, which is which is a compliment. It's cool. My um, my wife and I, when we were first dating, she had no idea what I was. She couldn't figure out where I was from, but she was she was super polite, so she wouldn't straight up ask me. It wasn't a nice thing to do. She's got manners, right? So she was like, "Hey Ray, you want to go out to a movie? You want to check out a movie? What do you think?" Yeah, you want to maybe get a quesadilla? Let's get a quesadilla. Let's check out. You know, you want to see. Uh, you want to see. You want to watch Netflix. See Coco, the animated movie about Diaz de las Muertas. Would that hit the spot? Yeah, is that what your people are like? No, I mean, would you? Would that be cool with that? Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, that's okay, sweetheart. It's like, okay, cool. What about some lumpia? You interested in some lumpia? Yeah, will lumpia hit the spot? Not huh? some chicken, uh, chicken adobo. Huh? Magundung Pacquiao? You like him, huh? You want to check out the fight? I'm like, no, no, sweetheart, be, take it easy. It's fine. No, no. Let's just do something else. She's like, okay, cool. You want to you wanna watch Moana? Yeah, let's watch Moana. Let's watch Moana and fucking let's find a luau somewhere. You want to find a luau? Huh? You throw me a bone. I'm like, no, sweetheart. If you're trying to ask where I'm from, I'm 100% Pakistani. I'm like, I'm like born here, but my parents are from Pakistan. She's like, oh, cool. Samosas and diarrhea? Is that what you're into? I'm like, marry me, honey. Yes, hell yeah. Fucking marry me. That is a woman that knows me and knows my people. It's awesome. We have three kids together. It's great. Yeah, I, I didn't mention it, but she's a white woman. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, no applause for that. That's fine. That's okay. You guys have a lot of self-love, but not a lot of, not a lot of self-love when it comes to the white women. That's okay. I got um, three kids. Um, they all have very pale skin, and they have blue eyes, which is cool. And if you look at me, that looks a little odd, right? Not very nice, right? So, um, so it's, it's a problem when we go shopping because every time we go shopping, I can see people at Trader Joe's looking at their phone, checking out for Amber Alerts. Now, that's not nice. These are my kids. It makes people, it makes, it makes paying for corn very, very difficult because I'm paying for corn for children of the corn. Yeah, they're white people. Does anybody know that movie? Is that an old reference? I think it is. I think it's a pretty old reference. <laughs> Um, every, uh, every holiday we stand around the Christmas tree, right? And we take pictures, right? And I look like the, I look like the diversity hire for the family, right? The Bangladeshi dad or whatever. Like, oh, cool, everybody. All my family friends are like, oh, cool. They got one of those. That's nice. Good for them. A little diversity. That's very nice. Uh, I'm getting older. Everybody getting older? Yeah, that's how that works. Time works that way, right? It doesn't, doesn't go backward. Nobody here is fucking Benjamin Button, are they? No, we're all getting older, and everything is getting a little bit softer lately, right? Things aren't as hard as they used to be. You know what I'm getting at, right? When I was a kid, I used to get an erection. It'd be hard as forged steel. Forged steel. Nowadays, it's much more like a forged signature. Yeah, yeah, short, squiggly, and completely unconvincing. 
Yeah, yeah. My wife is not convinced. I presented to her when it's time, right? You know when it's time. When it's time, and she is not convinced. She she treats my junk like she's a bank teller, and I'm trying to pass her a counterfeit bill. Yeah, yeah. She holds it up to the light, checking out for the blue and red threads. Those are veins and artery, people. That there is blood coursing through there. Yeah. God forbid it has a wrinkle in it. If it's got a wrinkle in it, she walks me over to the kitchen. She does that move where she tries to get the wrinkle out by rolling it on the kitchen counter. Yeah, granted, it's cold, people. Granted, it's cold. Cold like her heart. Cold like her heart. Uh, uh, anybody uh, born and raised in San Francisco? Who's born and raised in San Francisco? Ah, one. Thank you. Good. Uh, I was born and raised in San Francisco. People ask me all the time. They say, hey, Ray, how do you do it? How do, you, how do you live here? Aren't you afraid of earthquakes? A little bit afraid of earthquakes, aren't you? I said, no, I'm not afraid of earthquakes, not at all. No way, man. I am like, a, I'm like an unbearable wine snob when it comes to earthquakes. Just the opposite. I am like a seismic sommelier. Yeah. Even with the smallest of quivers, I'm like, ooh, that was a quaint regional blend. Yeah. A 3.5 on the Richter scale, if you ask me. Did you get that? I pronounced Richter scale like a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Did you get to try the 1989 Loma Prieta? Did you, did you? Oh my God. When it started, I said to myself, self, don't let this be another San Jose Blase Rose. Don't do it. But nay, it started out strong with bold Oakland notes and ended with the strong, fine, smooth Petaluma finish. <laughs> Game uh, paired with the Game Three World Series. Paired with the Game Three World Series. Oh my God! What a tectonic delight! San Andreas really uncorked a winner. It did. Hey, that's my time, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Pam. Appreciate it. Fun night, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Ray. Oh, don't leave. I'm next. I'm next. Oh, okay. please wait for me. Please, please, okay. please, 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 don't leave. Please, 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 please. Up on the microphone, Pam Benjamin, your host, everybody. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. She's got a comedy festival coming up very soon. Submissions are due July 31st, yes? Yay. Thanks, Ray. So who are you hiding out from? <laughs> are you? All right. Uh, hey, everybody, I'm excited you're all here. Uh, people with souls, thanks for being here. What are you knitting? Who's that for? For you, it's just you're knitting yourself a beautiful sweater. It's the Taylor Swift. I, I barely know who Taylor Swift is, but you probably don't know who Bjork is, so we're even. <laughs> do, do you know who Bjork is? Yeah, I knew. I have abortions older than you. I was pretty sure of that. Yeah. Uh, you too, you and you and you. Uh, my first abortion was in 1995, and I only have one regret about that first abortion. Uh, that's, that's that I didn't have the kid, because right now I could be uh, fucking all of his friends. <laughs> I like one of seven-year-old guys. They're so hot. They're so hot and dumb. They're so dumb. They're doing this new thing you might know about it, intermittent fasting. Have you heard about the intermittent fasting? You've heard about it. Yeah, men are microdosing food now. Yeah, intermittent fasting. I'm like, you're going to mansplain anorexia to me? <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. It's fine. But I only eat when the sun is in the northwest corner of the sky. You have an eating disorder, sir. <laughs> I should know I uh, used to be bulimic, but that's a rich girl's disease. Can't afford that, I'm on food stamps. <laughs> it's great for the American economy because it makes you four times the consumer. I just can't afford that, I can't. So I wanted to be known as an environmentalist. So I used to vomit into the composting. Regurgitate, renew, recycle. 
That highly acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot is going to be amazing. These cute. I love 27-year-old men. I love them so much that I started watching Premier League soccer. Yes. Finally, I get to watch hot 27-year-old men actually make goals. <laughs> They're making goals. You don't see that in these American parts very often. 27-year-olds making goals. You know, I'm so old now. Oh, God. Uh, I'm 47 years old. And I feel hot for the first time in my life. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Woo. It's uh, woo. Yeah, it's because I'm having hot flashes. I'm going through menopause. I'm on fire all the time. I'm so wet, sweaty. I'm wet in all the wrong places. Uh, at night, I, I'm walking in with the menopause stuff. That makes sense. I have one thing in my notebook. It says be likable. And underneath it, it says no menopause jokes. But I'm so... Ooh, I got to give you the memo. I'm so wet at night that I can slick my body like a wet seal and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun when they're bad. It's moist. It's bad news. Cool. I'm glad that that worked out. I, I drove him off. Uh, <laughs> woo. I know. Nobody, nobody wants to hear about menopause. Not even the guy who's like, he's like, can you talk about meth, please? Can we, can we do that today? I, they say dress for the job you want. And I want to be a background extra on Euphoria. They give the extra ketamine to the extras, I heard. I'm like, oh, did you? And you might say, oh, Pam, <laughs> 47 years old. You are way too old to be a background extra on a show about high school students doing copious drugs. And to that, I say, I'm a Monet. I look really good from far away. <laughs> and then you get up close, and you're like, dots, slashes. What is holding this image together? Ketamine. <laughs> If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. You're welcome. Welcome. It's, it's great. You just, you put them, don't rub them on your gums like a gross freak. Smoke them. Cool. Glad I can teach the youth. That's good. Um, I, I, they say you are what you eat, and I just got my 23andMe back. I'm 28% Irish and 72% Trader Joe. <laughs> I'm completely made of Trader Joe. Does anyone else obsessively shop at Trader Joe's? Your mom shops at Trader Joe's. I'm sure she gets you like the little Parmesan pups. Um, <laughs> those are the good ones, aren't they the good ones? I know, they, they have so many good things that only Trader Joe's makes. Let's all think of our favorite Trader Joe's things, and on three, we'll yell them out. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Nothing. You don't like anything at Trader Joe's? What, are you a Whole Foods guy? Do you work for Safeway or something? <laughs> you, don't like, you don't like Trader Joe's? Why? Samo the samosas are good. Are they the chicken ones or the vegetarian ones? Yeah, the tea with the crispy pack on the outside. I'm insane about Trader Joe's. I like black licorice. I'm a freak. Uh, but none of you are alcoholics. <laughs> none of you said the most important thing from Trader Joe's is cheap booze and what's the no what's the thing that trader joe's has ah two buck chuck stutters ignorant lush yes i know i have to change the the poem three buck chuck stutters ignorant lush not knowing of your unique crush new bottle flavor every quarter i might become largest supporter despite slurring on street corners misunderstood 
I hold thee to the light and view the loveliness of crimson hue. Two dot three dollar tag less plush by far than other favored PBR. Your red cape flutters down my throat so good. My dear Charles Shaw, you are so great, never failing to inebriate. Yay, I wrote a poem about Trader Joe's because I'm an insane person. Jesus, I love Trader Joe's. I actually uh, drink a ton of grapefruit juice from them. Tons of grapefruit juice. I need the acid because uh, I'm so fucking basic. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Anybody else watching Love on the Spectrum? Oh, yeah. No one else. You're not watching. Oh, my God. You have to learn something. You want to learn about romance? You want to learn how to, like, woo a woman? You have to watch the autistic men learn the script, and they bring flowers, and they're like, I, and they listen. They're putting the man back in romance. I'm like, ha. It's like I'm, I'm cringing, and I'm loving it, and I'm like, listen to them. Talk to each other. It's beautiful. It's insane. They, they, they like almost start crying when they hold hands at one point. I'm like, he did it. You didn't even have to touch his dick in the bathroom. Like, what is happening in this show? It's so great. I'm sorry, you gotta watch Love on the Spectrum. Uh, it's so good. It's like, I the most romantic thing I'd seen previous was um, Love Is Blind, but Japan. The one with the subtitles. Oh yeah, I watched that whole season. I cried. I was like, Arigato gozaimasu. I really, ooh, it was so good. I, you're good. You're like, she's so fucking, I am so fucking basic. Okay, I've kept you here for seven minutes. I was sort of like burning time because there's supposedly other comedians that are coming at the end. Those are dinging saying like, oh, we're not making it or we are making it. We'll figure it out. What are you doing with the rest of your night, boys? You're going to go out and slang some, you're going to get some, you're going to are you gonna are you gonna hunt for pussy or are you gonna gather for vagina? <laughs> are you gonna be are you gonna like we're hunting tonight? No, we're gathering. Or do you do the wingman stance? Like who's the wingman? You're the point he's the point guard. He's the one who lures in the women. And then you you tell the jokes, you make them stay, and then I don't know, maybe you're the one that buys the drinks. No, you look like you work in tech. You buy the drinks. You're buying the drinks. You've got the whole team here. I think you might be like the third base coach. I don't know how you, he's sending him home. He's the one that gets the Uber. He's sending it home. That's good. You've got the whole team. I hope that you do really well. And you came in here. You're going to do an amazing job. Okay. 20 numbers, guys. We got 20 numbers that exist just so working guys, give you guys to say they got 20 numbers. You're going to be like calling people from Napa like, hey, Christine, I, I met you at... Benders in the line for the bathroom on f Friday. <laughs> so you would call, you don't call, you slide into the DMs. Is that what happens? Nobody talks anymore. They just, you send the message with the picture. Just robots. Good. Yeah. Do you ever like switch it up like where he gets the numbers and then you text them the next day and they get confused because you both have like sort of like beards sort of in the same? Yeah, you're like, since last night, it was weird. I ate my friend. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go gather for vagina. Um, when, the, when the next, the guys, they'll probably walk in the door right after because it's like, they, one of them said 7 o'clock. But they, we did our best. They didn't show up in time, and it was a weird night, and we all got extra time. You're, are you a comic? You're just a guy. This is crazy night. These are all the comic. This is great. Thank you all for coming. If you ever want to... Donate to Mutiny Radio. This is our Venmo. We always like that. And um, we do this every Friday. Usually I have like comedians coming out my butthole until the end. But 
I don't know, I don't know what happened tonight. Everyone must be on some magic show or maybe there's an orgy I wasn't invited to. That happened, that during the pandemic, I hung out with a specific group of comics and it was so funny because they all got gonorrhea at the same time and I didn't. And I'm like, everyone's fucking except me? Like, how did we, like, I've got the plate. You all met here. Like, you all leaving and going somewhere else to get gonorrhea without me? Like, I was so offended. And I probably shouldn't be because I'm sure gonorrhea is terrible but for comedians it's amazing because they call it the clap and that's what we're all looking for okay so um thank you all for being here clap 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 and um yeah i i appreciate you the next people i'm gonna hang out here just in case the next people come because i'll put them on the show but um and then i'm gonna go to slate bar well no because they said they were signed up and then they're supposed to uh, i'll talk to them on the internet but um thanks for being here all amazing you guys are gonna have a great night He's been here this whole time. Put your hands together, everybody. I forget your friend. Henry Chu? Wesley Chu. Everybody, Wesley Chu. I'm so sorry. I'm like a sleeper agent, you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not North Korean. Don't worry about it. Okay. Hi, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Wes. I've been living in the city for over 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one thing I learned about this city is that we're not as diverse as we think we are. We're really not. I mean, sure, we celebrate you know, all types of people. You know, this month is, you know, it's Pride. You know, we're celebrating the LGBTQIA plus community. Happy Pride, everybody. Uh, last month, it was uh, AAPI Heritage, meaning uh, Asian American Pacific Islander. And then, you know, later on this year, it's going to be SantaCon, where we'll be celebrating aspiring drunk Santas. You know, that's, that's our thing. But, you know, we're really not that diverse. Really not. Let me give you a quick real-life example. So it was a Friday night. I was having dinner with my girlfriend. And it was the first Giants game of the season. We're at Yerba Buena Garden. And we're sitting outside. And the table across from us, party of eight, all wearing Giants jerseys, some wearing caps. All of them, white males. And uh, the thought that ran through my head was, is there going to be a baseball-themed clan meeting happening afterwards? Like, this is just not a good look. Like, you know, maybe like a cap over the hood, maybe a you know a jersey over the cloak, you know, the, the whole shebang. Really, the, the whole shebang. Um, and, you know, it's, it's 2022, okay? Like... It's it's not a good look. We've gone through a lot these past two years, a lot of marches. Like we we think we'd learned something by now, but clearly not. All right. And also my girlfriend's white, so I felt like I added a plus one to that uh, scenario. Um, and uh, again, it's Yerba Buena Garden. We were several feet away from the Martin Luther King Memorial and waterfall. Okay, I don't write this shit. Okay, this, this shit writes itself. All right, I don't. Like, I'm not that good. I can never write that shit in a million years. So I, I think my question to you know the overall, overall uh, white population, no, no one specific, I don't know anyone except for you, um, <laughs> is that, you know, kind of like, you know, your stock portfolio. Have you ever thought about, like, diversifying your uh, friend pool? Because uh, right now, that's, it's, it's not a good look. Like, the white-on-white-on-white -on -white action, 
Uh, it's uh, it's, it's not a good look. It kind of like you know makes me think of like primer in a paint can. It's just kind of real boring. And uh, yeah, I just it's just not a good look. Like you can you can always say like oh, but uh, what about other ethnic groups? They did the same thing. Well, you know what? They're marginalized. Okay, if you look at me, I'm Asian. Okay, if you can't fucking tell, uh, and we don't need to do that shit. And you know, you know, as white Americans, you know, you're you're top of the top. You know, you're upper echelon, and uh. Uh, the rules don't apply. So, uh, yeah, I maybe mean, you know, you can fucking diversify. I understand being an adult. Uh, it's hard. It's hard making friends. It's not like, you know, you're younger and then, you know, you get thrown in a giant fucking building with other, you know, people your age and it's called school. You know, you, know, you don't do that anymore. You don't. You don't. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, as an adult, you know, people are, you know, walking around like, uh, you know, free-range cattle, and you just kind of have to, like, lock in and try to engage and try to communicate with people. And that's hard. It really is. But, yeah, white population, you got to do something. Like, I don't know, maybe hop in your car, you know, go to a neighborhood uh, with a, you know, different ethnic background and just roll down your window and just scream, Hello! Is anyone there? Does anyone want to be friends with me? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be more interesting. Uh, if you, you know, the more the merrier, no tokens, please, that makes me look even worse, okay? And, you know, I, I can probably protect you with my white privilege. You know, these are things that you can, you can offer, all right? This is just not, you know, it's, it's not a good look. I mean, just, just, just think about it. And, you know, right now I'm thinking, like, maybe, you know, someone from the audience expecting right here, right now, just coming up to me, facing me, you know, just slapping me across the face. And be like, you know, sitting back down, and then the next thing you hear is, Leave my people's name out of your fucking mouth! I think my point still stands. Uh, you know, just like Chris Rock after taking that slap. That's my time, everyone. Thank you so much. Keep your hands clapping together for Wesley Chu. Hell yeah! The sleeper agent. Uh, we have the, the motorcycle man. Uh, he actually would like to do jokes too. Here we go. Everybody put your hands together for Nick. Yay! Hey, how you doing? All right. Um, I just got a text from my son. Every time I get on that motorcycle, I text my wife. Uh, he just turned 18 the other day. Um, and he... Uh, Started getting pussy the other day too, and it was a funny, it was the craziest way I found out. Cause um, not only did I realize he was getting pussy, like it seemed like he had been getting pussy. Cause uh, me and his mom, we walked in the house the other day, and we were like, "Fuck, is that smell?" And uh, he walked around the corner behind us. And he was like, "Smells like a fucking deal breaker, if you ask me." I was like, "Damn." Shit, you know, laughing makes your pussy tighter, right? Um, you guys know who um, Don King is? I, I, well, we got some OGs here, right? Okay, so if you don't know who Don King was, uh, or is, because um, he's not dead, and I don't know how this motherfucker is still alive, right? Um, he was Mike Tyson's manager. That's what most people know him as, right? But do you guys know what he did before that? He was Muhammad Ali's manager, right? Do you guys know what he did before that? A life sentence for stomping a man to death. Served a life sentence for stomping a man to death, right? COVID couldn't kill this motherfucker. 
He's immortal. He's a real vampire in Brooklyn, if you ask me. Um, <clears throat> he's still alive. He outlived Muhammad Ali. Um, probably counting his money still, too. Um, anybody in here? Do cocaine? Do a little, bu do a little bump? Don't fucking lie to me, right? Um, liars. What the fuck is a bump? I don't know what a, what is a bump? Right, I don't. I I'm really. I've done cocaine a couple of times, but I don't do bumps. Um, I do meth. Right, <laughs> I do meth. When I do drugs, it's meth, and uh, we don't do bumps. We do shit. What's called hot rails. Do you guys know what a hot rail is? Oh, okay. I'm gonna tell you what a hot rail is right now. Hot rail is a long ass line of of crystal meth shards, and you get a tube about this long, glass. You get a fucking torch. And you heat about a third of that motherfucker up until it's molten red. And you take that tube and you stick the coolant in your nose and you snort the line of crystal meth through the tube into your nose until what mostly you get is smoke or hot molten shards just shooting up into your fucking nose. That's a hot rail. That's how you do drugs, okay? Um, <clears throat> you jack off for like 72 hours straight and you lose fucking 17 pounds in 24 hours. Um, yeah, so the other day, um, I, was, I was with my son, and um, we got pulled over. Right? Now, um, I, I, I son kiss well, right? But um, my man here, he's, he's very racially ambiguous. You don't know what he is, but uh, you know he's not white. And uh, police pulled us over, and I said, Officer, um, do you, why, why did you pull us over? He said he pulled us over because we had tinted skin. And I said, okay. <laughs> I said, okay, motherfucker. I, I just knew to shut my fucking mouth. And... Um, Two weeks later, I saw this officer directing traffic in the middle of the fucking road, and I, uh, I fucking creamed his ass, right? And, um, you know, that's why they call them accidents, you know? I fucking, matter of fact, I paid like $500 and got a completely new fucking car. I just paid the deductible. He got a brand new fucking wheelchair. Um, <clears throat> that's what I got. Thank you, folks. Nick, everybody! I felt like we were at a parent-teacher conference and you were telling us the new <laughs> uh, hot rails. Now I know, now I know. It's not hot wheels, it's hot rails. Uh, hey everybody, this has been a ton of fun today and um, we're out of comedians. We did it. We, uh, do you wanna do, you wanna do five more different material? Yeah, all right, put your hands together for our last comedian, Ray Khan, yay! <laughs> Oh yeah, Art, did you drive? You wanna give me a ride to Slate after this? I'll do wherever you want. Hell yeah, break yeah, on. Yeah, I'm just trying to stretch it out, see who else shows up. Hi guys, how you doing? What's going on, my God, two in the night, it's great. Uh, listen, I know what you're thinking, much like my man here. You know, I know what you're thinking. I didn't know Finn Diesel had a skinny, tidy older brother. Damn, it's crazy, right? Yeah, not only am I fast and furious, because I look like Vin Diesel, but I'm a neat freak, so I am furiously fastidious as well. Hell yeah, that's right. I will clean the shit out of your car. Oh, by the way, I saw your bike outside. I, I wanted to tell you when I walked in, I think your lights are on, for real, not a joke. For real, for real. So you want to get that before your battery dies. The whole time you're up there, I kept thinking, oh, man, I got I to gotta remind myself of that guy. Sorry, man. Anyways, that's my good deed for tonight. Stretching out the mic, Pam Benjamin, and telling people the batteries are about to die. Oh, that was huge, man. Anyways, 
I met a girl the other day. I met a girl the other day. Yeah, she said, hey, you know, I said, where are you from? She goes, oh, I'm from Persia. I had to think about it for a second. I said, fucking Persia. What's Persia? I went home. I looked it up. You know what Persia is? Anybody know? It's, what's that? No, it's just Iran. She's got it. It's Iran. Yeah, it's just Iran. Sixth century BC Iran. We could do that shit? That's okay? We can do that? We can just claim us from countries of yore? That's where I'm from? Hell no. I, that's fine. I love it. Let's keep doing that. Yeah, let's do it. Ask me where I'm from. I'm from Babylonia. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm Babylonian. Let's just keep this going. Yeah, we got hanging gardens. Yeah, we're one of the, uh, the ancient ones of the world. Well, ask me where I'm from. I uh, know. I'm ask me where I'm from. I'm from Mesopotamia and Constantinople. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Sure, man. You don't mess with Mesopotamia. No way. Ask me where I'm from. I'm from Pangea. Yeah, you know, the continent with no, that hasn't broken up yet. No way, man. I, I don't know. No oceans, just a big-ass landmass. That's where I'm from. That's where my people are from. Let's just keep doing that. Um, oh, my God. I love babies. Who loves babies in here? Everybody loves babies? No, you don't love babies? Why don't you love babies? What's, what has a baby ever done to you? They're so innocent and young. Oh, my God. Are you okay? You're like a broken human being. Everybody loves babies. What happened with babies and you? Oh, sometimes. All right, she walked it back. That's cool. I love babies. I love babies. You know why? Because I can do the math. I for sure could do the math. Every time I see a baby, all I see is my future, future a home health assistant in the future. Hell yeah, man. 30 years from now, I'm 80 years old. I'm going to need all the help I can get. Yeah. So I'm super nice to babies. I am so nice to babies. I try to talk these babies up. I try to coach these babies up. I'm like, aren't you a good little baby? Yes, you are. You're a sweetheart, aren't you? You're not the kind of baby that would steal a man's wedding ring while he's sleeping, would he? No, 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 no. You're not that kind of baby. No, no, no. You're not the kind of baby that would change a dude's will after giving some some more sleepy time medicine. No, 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 no. And if that baby drops his binky, you know, baby's got pacifiers, right? If that baby drops his binky, I pick it up, run over to the sink, hit it with some hot water because I know in the future those are my dentures coming out. Hell yeah. I want clean teeth when I get older, people. You got to train these babies up. All right, what else do I got? Any, anybody out there yet? No, nobody yet, Pam, huh? All right, well, uh, let's see. I got cheap parents. Who's got cheap parents? Nobody? You guys all have yeah, cheap parents? Okay, cool. Yeah, you do too? Poor parents. All right, well, I got cheap parents and poor parents. My parents were very, very cheap, and when you get raised with cheap parents, it's very difficult to untrain yourself out of the cheapness, right? So ultimately what I do is I got to fight all the urges to pull over on the highway to pick up that sweet ottoman. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, for the low, low price, reversing one half mile down the side of the highway, that cracked rattan footstool, it's all mine. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, uh, who likes Billy Joel? Everybody like Billy Joel? Yeah, I love Billy Joel. Pam and I love Billy Joel. We both love that song. We, uh, you, we didn't start the fire. You know that song? We didn't start the fire. We. Yeah, you know the song. We didn't start the fire. Oh, shit, hell yeah. You love that song. I love that song, too. You know Billy Joel says that word, says that little term 17 times during the song? We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. Thou protest too much, Billy Joel. 
You start all the fires as far as I'm concerned. Hell yeah. If I was a fire inspector in New York City, I would be, I'd be knocking down Billy Joel's door every day. You can't protest that much. If I change the words to that song just to, I didn't bang your sister. Yeah, how about that? Let's just sing that song. I didn't bang your sister. I didn't bang your sister. You know the words. I didn't bang your sister. Yeah, my crotch was burning. There was so much yearning. I didn't bang it. If I said that 17 times, dude, you walk around going, I'm pretty sure Ray's banging all the sisters. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Mutiny. Thank you, Pam. Yay. Love you all. We did it. Hey, Ray, um, hold up that little yeah. Mutiny Radio Venmo thing again. Oh, hey, yeah. If, if you, want to you enjoyed the show and you were listening online or if you were here and you want to Venmo us money, you can always do that. We're at Mutiny Radio, all one word, and that's exciting. And uh, thanks for helping keep uh, live everything, uh, free speech alive and thriving in the mission. Uh, the uh, submissions for the seventh annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival just came out today, so those are open until July 31st, and it's our seventh one, and that's going to be great. And you can listen to Mutiny Radio. We've got so many great shows and awesome things at venues and everything. Um, all right. So stay tuned and enjoy. And uh, thanks for, oh, that's right. We just got funded our Mighty Cause. We got all our money. We got our 10 grand. So yay, yay. We had a really great uh, donation cycle. And thank you to everyone who donated to help keep this place alive. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, stay tuned for the next show. Yay. Without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. Double, 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 A, A, F, F, L, M, O, Y.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see?
Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out? with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 
this year. Enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how Assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it. On Amazon. It's like Nashville. He was on Dynasty. No, oh, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, no he wasn't. wasn't. That's probably David. He was on Fog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Bug Out Square. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've fulfilled all my obligations and uh, pressed all the right buttons, and I'm... Uh, Happy to be with you this evening, so welcome. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug Out Square... I do this, uh, you know, once or twice a year, but it's a uh, it's a tribute to the dead medium of the compact disc. So, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm phoning it in, but uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, I just got to grab that suitcase and uh, bring it on in, and this was one of those times. So, uh, I got a shucks ton of music and uh, some contributors as well. So, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is Bug Out Square and Mutiny Radio. Um, yeah. Man come along and he chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man come along and we give him a little race. Was that 
a vigilante man. Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river, some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land To the sound of buckshot or rain, falling for our ass to worse. Push you and bound ourselves at the end of the road, from the hand of the law. I don't think we're welcome back there, but I don't really like the way we will Never know it from a minute to the next. What's the hit to the yard? Yours are hit the world. And I ain't used the last to bring up hell. Well, I can't go
It's such a selfish way to lose the way you lose these wasted blues, these wasted blues. Tell me that it's nobody's fault, nobody's fault but my own. Tell me that it's nobody's fault, nobody's fault but my own. Tell me that it's nobody's fault, nobody's fault but my own. Tell me that it's nobody's fault, nobody's fault but my
Self-destruction By myself gonna be another world 